Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hi friends, welcome to episode 82 of the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, and I just want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you. I have some fantastic news to share with you today. The book, Riding Through It, that I recently published as a collaborative piece with the authors that you've been hearing interviews with and from has sold over 300 copies and it has just become available online to purchase. And when I say thank you, I don't know if I can even say it in a way that actually portrays how grateful I truly am. So if you have already purchased it, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you are enjoying the interviews so far and the little snippets and reveals of the stories that are within its pages, then stay tuned for today's episode because you're going to get to know some more of the equestrian authors that share their stories so vulnerably and brilliantly in writing through it. And Honestly, it's just been a privilege to work with these women, and it's a privilege to be able to help share their stories with the world. So I hope that you enjoy them, and I hope that this gives you uh, some insight into the book, but also that you can hear their genuine message and the desire to be able to inspire others through their stories and through this book, and really to... um, to elicit hope in the readers. And that seems to be the underlying message from the majority of the writers for writing through it is that they can see that this book will offer others who read it hope. And after the last two years that we have all had globally with this pandemic, I think that it is very fitting that we wrote a book that is so heavy on the theme of hope. And also just thinking of the title, riding through it and thinking of my personal experience going through the last two years and the influence my horses have had on just that time alone. I can just imagine that there are so many of us as equestrians that really relied on our horses to be able to help us get through this pandemic so far. And it's not over yet, 
but I do feel like a lot of us are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I do believe that this book is coming at the perfect time for a lot of people and it will find its way to the readers that need it most. So without any further ado, I would love to introduce you to some more of the amazing equestrian authors that contributed to writing through it. Oh, just one more thing before I share any more interviews. I guess I should probably tell you where you can find it because I don't think I've actually shared that yet with you. So if you are curious about where you can purchase writing through it, it is now available in ebook, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon. And it is also now available in ebook on Chapters Indigo. And right before I started pressing record tonight, I actually just approved the uh, paperback copy and hard copy for Chapters. So it will be available soon online. And if you would like to see it on the shelves in chapters in your local hometown, then I encourage you to just go to their store and your local store and request it to come in and ask if it can be on the shelves. And we would greatly appreciate that. If you'd like a signed copy, then just touch base with me and I would love to be able to ship one out personally to you because I, I think that you will love it to be honest. And I know I'm biased, but it really is a book that, um, that has changed a lot for me. And I hope that it does the same for you. Okay. Enough for me. Let's get started. All right, guys, I am pleased to share with you that I have another equestrian author with me here today. And I just can't wait for you to meet her and listen to a little bit of her story and have a bit of a teaser going into reading, writing through it. So I would like to introduce you to Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. So Kathleen, if you don't mind just to start us off, we're gonna just go through who you are, where you're from, and any horses you currently have. Okay, my name is Kathleen Aerosmith. I am in Stratford on the lovely Prince Edward Island. And I have Murphy, who's an 18-year-old-ish quarter horse. Um, I don't own him. I don't know if our arrangement really has a name, um, but he's owned by a lovely woman by the name of Judy Stiles. And I've been his other person, his other mother, um, for the last almost decade. Okay. So I love this story because it gives permission. And I'm gonna, I have, my next question is a really fun one too, but it's, it gives permission to everyone who reads our stories and listens to this to not have to own a horse and still have their heart there and still see themselves as a dedicated horse owner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's it's a really important story to share. And so tell me at what age or point in your life would you classify yourself as an equestrian? I started taking lessons when I was 14 but I think it's something that's always been in me. I know from listening to your podcasts that you talk about, it was a family member that introduced you to horses. Mm -hmm. um, and I think kind of over the years that I've been doing this, it's just to me or come about that I've heard of many relatives of mine that had something, something to do with horses throughout their lives. So I really think it's just something that's, you know, horses are in my blood. Um, and it was kind of inevitable that I connected with them at some point. Mm -hmm. So really, when we talk about connection, I 
can't wait for people to hear just a brief description of your chapter because I think if we were thinking of any word that describes it, that is probably it. But I'll let you do the talking on that. Yeah, um, so my story is about Murphy the horse. Um, I go through his transformation and kind of my viewpoint growing up alongside him. Um, the story starts at a point where Murphy is just terrified um, and he's dangerous. And he was regularly causing accidents that were injuring people. Um, so he was really in a bad place. Um, that's where the people in his life at that point, just because he was so dangerous. Um, and the story goes through kind of his journey, learning to trust people. Um, some of the things that, despite some of the things that had happened to him in his past. Okay. I, I mean, I cried during your chapter and I'm sure that other people will feel just as much emotion. Did you find it was emotional writing it? I felt so silly, but every time for the first, like maybe, because I've read it so many times because it's my own story, maybe the first like 30 or 40 times that I read it, I cried every single time, which is felt ridiculous because I wrote it, but it still made me cry. <laughs> yeah, well, you did a great job of talking about your connection with him and and you can you could tangibly feel what he was going through and then how you you know really developed that relationship with him so how would you like readers to be left feeling after right after reading like riding through it i hope they're left feeling hopeful um about their own horse and their own story maybe with a new appreciation for some things that they'd previously taken for granted um even about their horse or their situation which is i know it's so easy to do in this industry because i've done it so much myself um and i think most of all i hope it makes people you know hug their horses a little tighter um give the troubled ones one more chance um and you know tell their horses that they love them every chance they get i love that and i love the give the troubled ones one more chance because it's a perfect example of that all right so why did you say yes to this writing project um i said yes because um i think it's a story um that i think is a, one of hope and resilience um that i think people can hopefully relate to no matter where they are in their journey with their horse um, and I re remember reading stories like the $80 champion growing up and being like, wow, that's amazing. And it gave me so much inspiration for what I could do with Murphy um, and maybe the things that we could accomplish, um, knowing where he started and, and you know, what, what might be possible for him, I guess. A lot of the other authors of this book, I would say all of the other authors of this book, have been really vulnerable writing it, which isn't my nature um in real life and where it's a story that's such a part of my identity um that makes it absolutely terrifying <laughs> but i think if i can give someone else that same feeling of hope and inspiration then i have to try i think it's worth it i think you conveyed your emotion very well throughout your writing and i feel like very similar to our horses our readers know when we're showing up as our true selves and congruently with how we actually truly feel. So I appreciate and they will appreciate your honesty. And uh, I think that it will resonate with a lot of people. So I really appreciate you being a part of this project. And I can't wait for everybody to read about you and Murphy. Yeah, I'm very excited. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me tonight and we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Nikki. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another lovely interview with one of our equally lovely co-authors of Riding Through It. Mindy, welcome. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. It's my pleasure. So to start with, Mindy, why don't you share with us who you are, where you're from, and any horses you currently have? Okay. So my name is Mindy Schneider. I am uh, in the States. I'm in Whiteford, Maryland. So uh, some people know where Baltimore, Maryland is. I'm an, an hour north of that, so northeast. And uh, I have two horses. Uh, my first horse is uh, Kona. He's a paint Tobiano gelding. He's 26 years old. Um, he was my first horse, and I talk about him in my chapter. And then uh, my second horse that I have is Cash. He's a 16-year-old double registered uh, quarter solid paint. He's a chestnut. <laughs> and um, I've had quite the journey with both of them. So that's that's my guys. I feel like I feel like when I look at my horses, that's like my heart outside of my body, you know, just because they're such an important part of my story. And really that feeling is what is going to drive the success of this book alone, because you feel that in every single chapter. And you know that's what's like driving people to say, oh my God, I feel like I need to read that. Uh, so yeah, I, I so appreciate that feeling. Okay, so at what age or point in your life would you classify yourself as an equestrian? So I started taking basic riding lessons at age 11 um, at a local riding stable. And you know, I, I, this is kind of an interesting question because I feel like I, I didn't become a horsewoman until I kind of like, went through that refinement and learned about, especially with my second horse, Cash, uh, you know, many years and learning a relational way of horsemanship. You know, it's it's been such a ever evolving journey and an evolution. And so, yeah, I guess, you know, I started riding when I was 11, but it's still ongoing. You know, the, I think a lot of horse, horse people will tell you that horsemanship is such, uh, it's so amazing, so amazing to see the things that we can learn and mm -hmm. uh, how we can grow with horses. And that's that's what it's been about for me, just all that personal development in my journey of being equestrian and being a horsewoman. Awesome, I love that. Honestly, it really is, when we think about it, like it it is the journey. And so the reason I asked the question is because some people will have ridden their whole lives and they're like, I was born an equestrian, like my parents <laughs> put me in it. And then there are other people who have actually written in this book and they're like, gosh, I haven't actually, I don't know if I've classified myself as an equestrian yet. So I think it's a really interesting question for people to just kind of reflect on the, uh, what does equestrian even mean for ourselves and for other people? And what does, what does that label bring with it for us? And I love the connection to the personal growth piece for you. That's amazing. Okay, so share with us a brief description of your chapter. So my chapter kind of recounts my journey with my two horses, Kona and Cash. Uh, it starts out how horses kind of came to me in dreams. You know, I think we, when, I, when we're young, we kind of have all these dreams and uh, the horses, I know watching Black Beauty, that kind of connected me to this, this feeling um, Anna Sewell like wrote to me. I felt like it when, I, when I watched that movie because I was like, the horse was so empathic and they just had, they just had many deep layers. Um, and I felt that same, you know, same way. I just was always kind of a, a highly sensitive individual and horses 
taught me about that, what it is and what that true nature um, is. And you know, there's the quote that, that you shared, Nikki, that horses raised me and they really did. Um, my horse Kona was, you know, when I was younger, kind of taught me so many lessons. Uh, I was, like, it's hard, to, it's hard to think of all of them, you know, but I really covered some of that in my chapter about personal responsibility, um, emotional intelligence was like a huge one. Um, you know, I kind of, I came from a family where that really wasn't a big thing. Um, so the horses are really the ones that taught me that. And I know sometimes that sounds so crazy, but I'm really trying to get that, right. I'm really trying to get that point across in my chapter of how, you know, the, the extent of what the horses have taught me in that. And then um, so yeah, so like growing up with my horse Kona, uh, we used to we went to speed shows, did some western. Then I got my horse Cash. I was kind of looking for something a little bit fancier, and I uh, was thinking I wanted to do western pleasure. I was taking some lessons, and both of my horses. It's so funny because both of them weren't really practical. If that makes sense, like when I had the trainer out when I was going to um, look at Kona the trainer was like oh this is gonna be too much horse for you but i just knew i just knew that was my horse um and then the same thing with cash you know he was young he was three years old at the time which was just that's that's gonna be a young horse you know to have to have to figure these things out with and i was kind of looking at more finished show horses and he was just a gamble but when i found him i knew and mm -hmm. so that's what my journey recounts is like following you know i had different mentors good and bad and really following my intuition throughout this whole journey and that's that's what i want the reader to take away from it is like it really is about that and really following your heart and following your intuition um, and then just like the people that horses connected me to you know just the amazing people in 4-h i did 4-h club i think nikki i think you were in pony club like mm -hmm. just so many cool connections that i wouldn't wouldn't have had in my life it wouldn't have been for the horses and then you know I don't I don't shy away from the tough parts in my story either um, in 2016 I lost a loved one to addiction and I really wanted to talk about what that was like what it was like mm -hmm. to go through the deep grief of that how the horses helped me and you know I think it's really interesting because you know helping a family through grief and holding space for them like the horses taught me what it is to hold space for them yeah. Like I learned that from them. Um, so when people say that, oh, you know, you have a good energy or you're able to hold space and um, people come to you for things, it's like, that's a reflection of, of the what horses. Yeah. Oh, um, it's so good. So yeah. And then, I get chills thinking about, <laughs> about all of the things. Yeah. And, and just being honest, just being honest in my whole chapter about, about those things and, you know, how how going through that deep grief led me to a recovery farm right here locally mm -hmm. that does, you know, I do workshops with women. I started out kind of just teaching them about the horses. And I noticed that as I was teaching them about the horses and as I was giving riding lessons to friends or anyone that kind of came to me organically, that I was teaching them so much more than just horses. It had nothing to do with riding. I was teaching you know, young kids how to use their voice. I was teaching women how to be leaders. And I was just like, there's something here, right? Mm -hmm. And even that, even that wasn't practical because I remember, you know, going to a horse expo once and there was a speaker that said, uh, the further away from a horse you are, the more money you make. And so even <laughs> from a young age, I kind of learned, I was like, oh, I, that, there's something there, but you know, maybe I, I won't do that as a career or whatever. But, you know, I followed my heart. 
and so I'm a, a equine guided coach today and I you know I lead workshops for men and women in addiction recovery and I do one-on-one -on -one sessions and I I love it because there's something there when I get to teach people and just kind of guide them that really lights me up. Well, I'm really proud of you. And I had a similar experience, only it was spoken directly to me where someone said, you know, if you're quitting teaching for horses, there's no money in horses, stay in teaching. And, you know, there's there's just different ways for us to be able to find, meld our passion with our careers. And I'm really proud of you for really, you know, following your heart and your intuition and knowing that feeling of there's something here. And I know that feeling so well. I've felt that myself and it's a really important feeling to pay attention to. Your chapter does a great job of really honing in on, you know, following that feeling and intuition and understanding what intuition feels like. And if I think of a common thread that kind of weaves throughout the book, it's likely intuition, which isn't shocking with it being all women as our author. So it's kind of a fun thing to, to have as an underlying message for the book. So, okay. We talked a lot about feelings there. So why don't you tell me, what do you hope the readers are left feeling after reading, writing through it? Oh, I hope they feel inspired and just that same way they feel lit up and they feel, you know, whether they have horses in their life or they've always dreamed of horses and, and having them, they really feel the impact of, of what these animals do for us and how deep how deep that connection runs that, you know, I just, I want them to read it and be like, what a ride, you know, yeah. what a fun ride Yeah, <laughs> it's been because that's so true. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, I, I love the Grateful Dead. Right. And it's like a long, strange trip. And I feel like it's been a long, strange ride. You know, yeah. you just never, you never know where, where the path's going to take you. And that's, that's what I want them. I want the reader to be like, wow, you know, this person, maybe when they were in the middle of it, didn't know, but they trusted they trusted that guidance and they were like, they arrived there, you know, and it's, it's still going on. <laughs> we're, so still riding, we're still out here riding through it, you know? That's right. Oh, I just love it so much. Okay. Why did you, this is the last question. Why did you say yes to this writing project? Oh, that's so easy. I said <laughs> yes to it because I followed the feel. It's the same thing that you said that you, um, in your Instagram post, Nikki, you wrote, you wanted this store, this book to be a collection of stories with uh, full of feel and honesty. And I was like, yes, that right there. And it was a full body. We talk about intuition. For me, it was like a full body. Yes, that's that's what I'm going to do. And I you know, submitted that application. I didn't know if I was going to get chosen, but I was like, hey, we'll see where this goes. And uh, and here's where it led. And I'm just so excited for, for my story. You know, it, felt, it feels like the right time for my story to yeah. be out there. and not just withheld within me, but out there and so that readers can benefit from it. Well, we are very grateful to have you having submitted an application and joined us. And it's just been so nice to get to know you. I feel like we know each other already and you know, we're, we're not even the same country, which just feels strange, but uh, it's been lovely to get to know you and work with you. And I can't wait for people to read your story. And I want to thank you for being with me today. You're welcome. And thank you, Nikki, for this project and all the other authors. It's been amazing. Yeah, it really has. Thanks, Mindy. Hello, everyone. I am so thrilled to say that I have another one of our Riding Through It authors here with me today. Welcome, Antonia. 
Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And why don't we start with you just telling us who you are, where you're from, and any horses you currently have, which is a tricky question. <laughs> yes, for me indeed, because I am Antonia, 34 years old, and originally from Thousand Germany, near Lake Constance if any one of you knows Germany. But my partner is from the St. John area in New Brunswick, so I'm in the moment in the midst of moving here. So for the last one and a half years, I've been like commuting between Germany and here, Canada. So I don't really have a horse at the moment being the one horse friend at my side. Back home in Germany, um, my sister has a Frisian mare. Those of you um, who know my Instagram channel, they likely saw her on the pictures because she's kind of like my starring horse for most of them. <laughs> and so um, yeah, so I mean, I've known her for years, so, so she likely is like the closest horse prince I have at the moment. Yeah, she's absolutely beautiful. And those of you who are listening, uh, I do encourage you to go and check out the authors Antonia included uh, on social media and Instagram. It's nice to kind of get to know people and their, not only their story, but kind of see the background of their life. So I encourage you to do that. All right, so Antonia, at what age or point in your life would you classify yourself as an equestrian? I honestly think I was born an equestrian. My family never had anything to do with horses. But uh, when I was a really small girl, I couldn't even walk. And we visited that farm barn from friends of my parents. And all of a sudden I was gone. And they were like, where is she gone? She can't even walk, she can't be far. But they found me in front of, of a window of a horse looking out for me. And I've just chosen, because no one took care of me for a minute, to go and see the horses. <laughs> so that's kind of when my family figured, okay, I think she's going to be involved with horses. So my, I was lucky because my parents took on that and encouraged me. And yeah, I've just always been about horses. Oh, that's amazing. And it seems to be the way, like it's like, so in people's blood that it doesn't matter if it's part of the family or not. It always amazes me when friends of mine, um, they're part of horses and their family doesn't have anything to do with it because I'm like, there's so much time and so much expense, but the value in having horses is so much greater that it outweighs all of those other things. Uh, so that's so fantastic to hear that your parents were so encouraging. All right, so why don't you just share with us a brief description of your chapter. So my chapter is about the time Pepsi and I spent. During the time I lived in Stuttgart, uh, I rode Pepsi. She has never been my horse, but I paid basically to go there regularly and uh, to ride her and to just be around her. And during this time, actually a lot of things inside of me changed. I moved from someone living a life which has been highly influenced by what other ex others expected from me um, towards myself. And Pepsi has had a huge uh, part in helping me to grow to be myself, to move towards myself. I meditated or I started to meditate during that time, for example, and she helped me getting a clue about what meditation actually means and um, how to reflect uh, what's moving inside of me on the outside just because she was and still is a perfect mirror. So um, whatever I felt, she reflected it immediately or sometimes she, for example, would, would uh, show me 
which mood I'm in before I even realized it. The story is about uh, the two of us developing our relationship and what I learned and how she evolved at the same time because we also like I started to learn uh, horsemanship and natural horsemanship and during this time too so yeah it's a story about two friends growing together as a team. I, I really love your whole story and I also am in love with the fact that you told a story about a horse that you don't own. So I think it's important for people to hear that if you maybe you know someone listening really has this desire to have horses and they're like oh I can't afford to own a horse or I don't have the space to own a horse. You don't have to own a horse to create these connections and to develop as a horsewoman or horseman um, without actually owning. So I love the story that you shared with Pepsi, even just for that, but there are so many other elements to it that make it just essentially magical, really. I'll use that term. All right, so next, what do you hope the readers are left feeling after reading riding through it i hope that they feel encouraged and inspired to look at the relationship to with horses be it their own or horses in general and animals and humans in a different way and uh, to really see how much horses can help you if you're able to open up towards this help to be more balanced and just move closer to your inner self and just take them as a as an aid mm. uh, which they provide naturally without doing anything and they don't ask for anything they're just there and help so that's really beautiful of them yeah it truly is all right so why did you say yes to this writing project i think my heart just jumped on it <laughs> i read your instagram post and uh, I, I sent you the message, yes, I want to be part of this book project before my brain even realized what I was doing. So, <laughs> um, I've always loved uh, riding and horses and um, because I kind of feel that the, the story or the development of Pepsi Me is special. I just, uh, yeah, was at a point where I was ready to share it with the, uh, the world. And so it just came in at the perfectly right time. Well, we're very grateful to have had you jump without your uh, without too much thought into it. You're like, yes, okay. That's exactly what we were looking for because that's when we know that we're hitting the right people. Um, so, and I know that people will resonate with your story and I'm so excited for them to read about your and Pepsi's journey together. So thank you so much for being with me here today. And uh, I can't wait until you have it in your hands and we can share it. Uh, with everyone. Yes, me too. I can't wait to have this book in my hands and very exciting. Thank you for this whole project. It's a lovely idea and I'm sure people will love the book. Me too. All right. Thanks, Antonia. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.